Welcome to You Don't Say. Listen to real English conversation as we talk about life around the world, cultural differences, and things that have surprised us on our travels. Now, here's your hosts, Abigail and Audrey. Hi, and and welcome to episode 26 of You Don't Say. And we have another guest interview for you today. And here with us today, we have Lindsay from Lindsay Does Languages. So, Lindsay, would you like to introduce yourself a bit for our listeners who might not know you? Yeah, hello. Welcome. Welcome. That's <laughs> why am I saying welcome? <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Habit. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you for the, for, the, for the introduction and thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Lindsay from Lindsay Does Languages. For those of you who don't know me, I work with online teachers and with language learners all about well for the teachers it's about how to teach online and then with the learners it's about how to learn better on your own and um yeah I my languages began I guess when I was in primary school I went to French club kept going because there were croissants at the end of every term and um then when I was 13 wanted to do Spanish because Shakira was a thing but my school said well you have to keep doing French to prove you can do a language so I said okay fine stuck with both of them which was probably a good decision because then now I'm just obsessed with with languages like learning them myself teaching them in the past and all of that and um yeah I just so, recently so the croissants were a winning <laughs> it was a winning okay. formula yeah. I recommend if if you have children and you're trying to get them to learn an incentive like that would mm, be uh, feed them okay <laughs> yeah Great. appreciate it I think <laughs> <laughs> very good okay so um first of all I wanted to just share a little bit um, of my um, story with you, Lindsay. You may not know this, but um, since I've met you, I mean, I met you originally following you about how to help English teachers, you know, have better better businesses. Um, but on the other hand, you've also inspired me with my language learning. And so originally when I moved to Mallorca five years ago, I was pretty focused on Spanish Um, practicing my Italian and I didn't ever consider learning the local language like Mallorquin, Catalan that that's here you know it's not widely spoken also I was having difficulty thinking about my children studying that language which I didn't know and Mm. a language which is a minority language it seemed strange to for them to be doing that um, but over time, as you stay in a place, you know, you, you learn to get to know the culture, embrace what's important to them. Um, and so, yeah, I've become curious too to learn a lo- a, the local language. Um, but, you know, on the, for the pleasure of learning a language, because I think, you know, when we teach English, it's because it's so useful. Yeah. So on the other hand, to learn a language that maybe is not so useful in the world scheme of things, but can let you speak to the locals. You were one of the people that kind of went, oh, you know, there are people doing this. I hadn't ever thought about it before. So thanks to you so for inspiring me a bit. So I'd like to talk with um, you a bit today about this, like, You've not from Italian, uh, from Italian, from Spanish and French. How did you go down the track of learning more 
let's say, indigenous minority languages. Mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you that you're learning um, <laughs> Catalan. Is, is is there two languages, or is that the name of it in? Yeah, you could you'd say it's like a dialect of Catalan. So you've oh. got different words. Um, for some things yeah yeah so when you when you live in Mallorca you need to say Mallorquin not Mallorquin okay okay yeah I can I can (laughs) see right yeah oh interesting um for me it was it went French and Spanish and then when I started my degree studies the French and Spanish courses at the beginning I'd already done so I just thought well, if I can do it twice, I can do it again. So I did Italian and Chinese. And then again, didn't think much of that. I probably didn't really appreciate the difference of learning something like Chinese. So I think that Mm. helped if we're thinking of the big picture. Mm. That helped in the long run um, for me to then look back and realize that I'd had this opportunity and hadn't embraced it fully because I didn't really know at that point how to learn language on my own because it had been given to me in school it had you know been very much put on a plate and just told digest this this is Mm. what you need to know this is the next thing you need to know and so yeah when I look back at that that you know experience with Chinese kind of makes me wonder Um, and then I went on and I kind of I suppose learned the next obvious languages for someone with that language background so it sort of went you know German and Portuguese and then Dutch and then Japanese because it was like you know I thought oh yeah it's connection they use some similar um characters and words as, as Chinese written at least mm. and I guess really the more that I learned the wider studied languages eventually you you kind of you know, there's 7,000 languages in the world, you don't run out, but you kind of run out of, you know, well, what next? And the big, the big ones, you, yeah. you conquered the big ones. So, okay. yeah. And well, conquered is a <laughs> big <laughs> word. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, you've looked at them and you kind of can see how they work and you, you sort of get it. And for me, then, the, the, the for, that came in the form of Guarani. So, 2015, I was in my final year of my degree. Spanish was the final year for me and there was a, an extract, um, like a text in the textbook about Guarani, about languages in different places that speak Spanish. And there was a, a little text there about Guarani. And I read it and I thought, huh, that's interesting because, you know, there's this general story that even just talking there about how you have to call it, was it my, my your keys? instead of catalan it's almost Mm -hmm. like minoritized by the minoritized language Mm -hmm. and (laughs) like layers on layers and Mm -hmm. it was like that's that's the standard story you know that there's a dominant language normally through colonialism in in the case of of latin america with spanish with portuguese with english and french if we go further north as well and the languages that were there before are seen as less kind of societally Mm. that's the typical story Mm. and there's a lot of a lot there of like shame and you know not being taught and so many stories that you hear of um you know countries across the globe where even wales i think there was a point where if you would speak welsh in school Mm. you know "Mm, that's not good 
But with Guarani, of course, there's, there's been those those hard times. There was a dictatorship, and it was kind of tried to be pushed under the rug, and all of these these things happened. They had a the, the triple alliance war with um, Argentina, Brazil, and Uruguay, and Paraguay almost disappeared off the map. They lost ninety percent of their male population. But then it's these facts that actually helped to lead to where it is today. So you lose that number of of men in your population. You've still got the the women left at home that are then making babies essentially with the men that are left and the men that then come in and and immigrate into the country. It's there's a reason it's called mother tongue, right? Mm. So Guarani was then passed on by by mothers and and kind of expanded. And what's fascinating as well is that about ten percent of the population of Paraguay is full indigenous Guarani there's mm. other there's other um you know indigenous groups of course but Guarani is, is the primary one but the majority of the population is what's known as mestizo so mixed with with Spanish colonial and um and then the, the indigenous Guarani and they've very much adopted Guarani as their own they've taken it and they've just gone yes we love this this is ours and there's something so intriguing about that that just really drew me in and then I you know at the time I thought oh that's cool interesting 2015 right a couple of years later we were planning me and my husband planning a trip across Latin America and Southeast Asia we wanted to make language stories a a documentary series about languages around the world and going across to America we were going to start in New York and then Montreal because there was a language event, Langfest in, in Montreal. So we thought it would be cool to start there, seeing as, you know, time-wise, it, it makes sense. Then we'll go downwards. Easy. Of course, going down meant that if I was going to learn, you know, I thought it would be a great opportunity to learn an indigenous language of the Americas. But if I was to choose, say, a Native American language or a Mayan language or Quechua or Aymara, for example, I've not got as much time (laughs) because we're going to get there quicker. So I picked Guarani just for the fact that we're going to go there last. It's got this interesting story. I know a little bit about let's give it a go and see what I can learn. And it's interesting that knowing Spanish, and I don't know if you found this with Mallorquiz as well, Audrey, knowing Spanish made it so much more accessible than just trying to learn through English because yeah there's kind of you know there's a lot much a lot mu- a lot much more that's terrible english uh, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's many more resources available from spanish to guarani than english mm-hmm. to guarani yeah. so yeah, yeah it's, it's like like duolingo you can learn catalan yes spanish so yeah yeah same with yeah, no. guarani on duolingo only through spanish yeah 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 so so what would you say it's given given you studying a language like that? So much appreciation for language and languages in themselves. Um, it's given me an absolute just like love and under the skinness for Paraguay, and it is something that if you go to a place and you you know, you don't know the language. Maybe you learned how to say thank you because you're going there for a couple of weeks, right? Mm. That's cool. You'll probably have a great time. But if you go and you actually know just 
not, you know, I'm not fluent in Guarani, but if you know just some of the words and the meaning behind it and why those words exist and the kind of, that you're just scraping back a little bit more, you, the, the experience you have there is so much richer. And so it's, it's definitely given me this lasting love for the place through knowing a bit about the language. Um, and also it's taught me skills of how to learn a language that I now apply to every language I'm learning. Hmm. Like, because, because like you didn't have as many resources. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I really had to use what I had, you know, and I, I kind of, from learning Guarani came up with this idea of any language resource, whether it's an app, whether it's a book, whether it's a newspaper article that someone cut out. And my, my mum is, is funny for this. She always brings me back like a McDonald's paper, you know, the paper tray you get on a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, look, it's in Vietnamese. <laughs> I thought you would love this. I'm like, it's from McDonald's. <laughs> you just had your dinner on it, mum. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, something, something authentic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but she'll, you know, all of those little things. Mm. that is a resource right and I see that I see any any of those things almost like a sponge now and Mm. I can look at that McDonald's paper tray and go oh cool and just add it to a pile of other resources or I can look at it and I can go ah well I know that they're using you know the word burger or the Mm. word muck in in English so that bit must mean burger and that bit must mean you know and I can really extract it so it's like a sponge and it's full of water and you can just kind of go bloop, wring it out a little bit or you can really squeeze and really get the most from it and and learning Guarani taught me that which mm. is just one of the most valuable skills that I've ever learned from learning a language oh nice so um I know for me for example when I started learning Italian like ooh, 19 years ago there weren't actually that many resources available in comparison to like what there was for Spanish. So I found that like, even though I liked Italian, I was more interested in learning Spanish because of the resources. So how would Mm. you say that you deal with um, like learning indigenous and minority languages when maybe there aren't as many resources as there are for like the bigger languages like Spanish, for example? That's a good question. There's definitely a gap so there's loads of beginner stuff like there's loads of lists you can find of like useful phrases and um you know 20 different websites with the same sort of 10 15 20 words and phrases and then there's the native stuff (laughs) at the other end Mm. you know which is great when you're a bit more advanced but building up to be able to use that native stuff is where the big gaps come, I find, at least with Guarani. I'm I'm sure it would be different um, for different languages. One thing that I've been very lucky with is that when we went there, um, we found a bookshop that sold some books teaching Guarani. So I was like, oh, I spent about an hour in there trying to decide which ones to get. Came away with five um, with a course, quote unquote, that's, very loose in the definition of course um a dictionary a grammar and then two readers one for children with like songs and poems and then one that's like stories and myths of of you know kind of traditional folk tales um and so i've been very lucky in the sense that i've got those to help to fill that gap a little bit 
but I didn't have those you know before I went the majority of time Mm. when I was learning before so what I did have was a tutor so I was able to find someone I think now there's still one it's a different one but there's one tutor on italki um and there is um what was the other thing I was about to say? One tutor on Italki, and there was a Peace Corps. There's the Live Lingua Ling, Lula, Try that again. The Live Lingua Project. If you just Google Live Lingua Project, you'll find it. They've got a huge list of all the free um, FSI, uh, Peace Corps, and DLI. I think they are of like free resources for those languages. And that's helpful because it takes you a little bit beyond as well. But still, it's not going to get you there. But the thing that does exist is the stuff that's native. And it's not, you know, there's not like with Spanish, even with Italian now where you could just go to Netflix and be like Italian films and find something, be inundated with options, you know, same with like music or podcasts. It's not quite to that extent. But mm. like I said about that idea of the, the sponge, when you do find something, you really appreciate it and you really can kind of draw from it again and again so in terms of passive learning so like passive listening and stuff like that I found radio garden to be really useful because you it's like a map and you just take the little cursor to where you want to go in the world and it will find you a radio station so I found live Guarani radio stations on this little map in Paraguay that I can listen to. So it's Mm. listening that's not just the same (laughs) stuff Mm. over and over again. Um, So that's a really useful resource. And yeah, like I said, the Peace Corps, the the Live Lingual Project thing is is handy as well to take you a little bit further. And if you are lucky enough to find a tutor out there, I'd recommend that as well. There's something that is handy is social media. So searching, maybe using just hashtag in, in this case, right? Hashtag Guarani or hashtag Avanyi, which is Guarani in Guarani. Mm-hmm. Um, and just searching to see if anyone else is using that hashtag. They might be fellow learners. They might be teachers. They might be native speakers. And if you find someone there that you think, oh, I could connect here. Is this, this, they like what I like or there's something. Reach out and definitely make those connections. Same with Facebook. That might be that there's Facebook groups for for this language for learners of this language and so there might be resources there that can be shared and tips and and techniques on how to use them and things like that as well so there's definitely i mean there's six million speakers of guarani do you know what i mean it's Mm. it's it's not like oh it's endangered and it's going to disappear next week guys Mm. it's it's amazing just how many languages there are out there with millions of speakers that we've never heard of and we've never thought of learning and you know the fact that there's those speakers kind of makes it a lot easier because you know that there's always going to be someone if you want to connect and find that person that you can speak with and practice with so that's that's one way to sort of if you can connect with people that keeps you keeps you motivated yeah yeah definitely yeah so so I guess summarizing the main points is one, you, by learning a minority language, you, you learn to be a bit more creative and learn to kind of think outside the box and, and do things a bit differently, which is a good thing. Mm. And two, it's more important to connect with people, to share 
and and look for people that you can really help sustain I guess the motivation too no exactly yeah I I follow a lot of um not even people as well, but like brands and even the national, because it's like a bilingual country officially, they have like a national kind of language office, like that's the the government level. And I follow them because they always share things on Facebook and things in both Spanish and Guarani. So that's really handy as someone who speaks Spanish and is learning Guarani because I get to see them side by side. Um, so yeah, as, as well as people just following um, brands and businesses from that place and it just also gives you a little insight into you know the area and, and mm. the world that this language lives in mm. yeah now sounds sounds great so um so in general how do you keep yourself motivated to to study languages to study any language yeah any language oh it's there's got to be something that you love involved and like I mentioned at the start with Spanish I wanted to start learning Spanish because there were some Spanish songs on a Shakira album yeah simple as that Mm -hmm. and you know that was motivation enough the thought that well one day I was like 14 right the thought that oh one day I'll be able to translate these lyrics and Mm. and won't that be cool without needing the little dictionary that I got for my birthday (laughs) you know that motivated me at that point to keep going and then as time went on um you know with with I stick with with Spanish as it's a language I've learned for the long well not the longest but a long time um you know, that motivation changes. So then after um, my exams, I was going to Costa Rica for three months. I was living with a local family. I needed to use Spanish every day. So that was motivation enough to keep Spanish in my life in between doing the exams and, you know, those few months and then heading off to to Costa Rica. Um, and so there's always got to be something. It could be a trip that you've got planned coming up. I know it's a little bit harder now at the time of recording this um, mm-hmm. with COVID, but something that you can look forward to. It could be that you have even just a lesson booked at the end of the month or the end of the week where you want to have improved. You want to show your teacher, oh, look what I can do now, right? That alone could be motivation mm-hmm. enough. But I think if there's something there that you really love and enjoy that just has captured you a little bit and like I said for me with Guarani I thought we'd go to Paraguay we'd make the episode we'd move on and that would pretty much be it but I went there and I went to Guarani school for a week and I, f- I found these books and I love the country and that's not what's happened you know mm-hmm. I've, I've not been like avid learner every single day since with with just the one language but Mm. I do still want to learn more even though I have no imminent plans to to go back so it's surprising where the motivation can come from but as long as there's something there that you love about it whether it's food whether it's grammar you know it could be anything anything that's going to keep you going because the motivation will come and go up and down but if there's something that keeps drawing you back in then the motivation will be more steady Hmm. interesting yeah so even for our english learners it 
try to look for that motivation I, I recommend as well because English is sometimes I feel seen as an obligation, not something that you want to do. And But at the same time, if you're going to really get into it and learn it well, you have to find something fun about it, something that you enjoy because, you know, if it's just a, I want to improve my job, I mean, yeah. sometimes it's going to be hard to keep going in the and, hard moments. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's tricky, right, because for some people, that obligation is the motivation of like, well, I need this because I need it for work to pass the exam mm. to live my life. You know, and English yeah. is such a different case when it comes to all of these reasons. And mm. that might be for someone the motivation, but for yeah. others, you know, it's not always enjoyable learning language when it feels like an obligation. So it is about digging deeper and finding something about English in this case that is that is enjoyable for you, that you can be like, well, you know, find your Shakira. <laughs> when, you're, when you're like, well, when I, when I get to, you know, the next level, I'll be able to translate that song. I'll be able to watch that TV show and laugh at the jokes without the subtitles, you know, that yeah. can, can be quite powerful. Yeah, nice. I think that's good advice for everybody. So we'll wrap it up here. Um, so thanks so much, Lindsay. That's been great. Um, so what I'd like to do is throw it out to everybody um, to maybe give us some feedback about which country you're from and if you've ever studied any of the indigenous languages. Um, of course, actually, only yesterday I was talking to a student about um, the indigenous culture of Australia and New Zealand and, you know, it's poorly neglected as well, but it's starting to be a bit more taught. But it's it's an interesting conversation to talk to people about, you know, what are the Indigenous cultures, what are the languages. And so we've got lots of listeners from different countries, so I'd love to hear about, you know, your in, if you've ever tried um, an Indigenous language, minority language, endangered language even. We'd be love to hear, hear from you guys. And so... Thanks so much, Lindsay. And I don't know, Abby, do you want to add anything else? Yeah, I was going to say, Lindsay, like where can people connect with you if they're interested in mm. more in what you do? Mm, thank you. Um, so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about Guarani, like I said, it's one of an episode of many of two seasons of language stories. So if you go to lindsaydoeslanguages.com, you'll see it at the top, it will say learn, teach language stories. When you click language stories, you'll find all the previous episodes of the past two seasons. We were planning to do season three this year in the UK, but alas, that has not happened because Corona. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back soon with season three yeah, in the UK. I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah I'm excited too. <laughs> so thanks so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on You Don't Say. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend, we'd love that too. Sign up for our newsletter and get your free podcast study guide. You can find this in the link in the show notes. Listen out for our next show, coming soon.